Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Race on the radio, WAC FM. All right, men, buckle up. It's showtime. What's wrong with being an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisies of our times? Do you want to be an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisies of our times? Yeah, I think I'd like to be an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisies of our times. Then <laughs> <laughs> grab it, grab it. Turn on, tune in, and drop out. Yeah, I'm, I'm super cool. Oh, oh, I never once said, na-da-da. I think everyone wants to know where we came from and how the universe began. You know what I'm saying? I help send against you. What's going on, all you scallywags out there? You know the drill. It's time for the world's most hated and most racist online show in America. It's Reese on the Radio right here live on Wacker Family Music News and Talk Station. Let's give it up to uh, White Mike on the check-in. Good morning to each and every one of you. I hope you enjoyed the weekend. Wild and wacky weather. Did you? I'm sure you all heard about this uh crazy twister that happened out in Kentucky. Um, I think the last reports was 64 people died. Um, and already we have to deal with climate change. All right, it's the first thing anybody can say. Everything in the world is because of some existential threat that many people, that, that none of us can actually solve on our own. Never, uh, what was it uh, that Rahm Emanuel used to say during the Obama years? Uh, uh, never, uh, never let a tragedy go to waste. Uh, is what these boneheads do. So it's, it's a twister. People's lives are completely uprooted and disjointed. And the first thing these morons want to do is talk about that's climate change for you. What are you going to do? What, what, and how do you expect to stop a twister from leveling a town? 
How do you survive? That's the way the world works, man. Events happen. Things happen. People get hurt. Unfortunately, people die. We can't mitigate death, man. We can't mitigate death. We cannot stop it from happening. There are things that are inevitable. And people should be smart enough to recognize that. But they're, yeah, you know, I shouldn't say that. They are smart enough to recognize that. However, they think everybody else is a complete and utter moron. So immediately start screaming climate change, and that's what they do. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's, uh, it, it's again, it's, a, it's an ongoing sort of cycle with these morons, with something else to blame. And of course, it's always something that no one can control. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit today. The folks over at The View are excited about Gavin Newsom taking the Texas abortion law and applying it to gun law in the state of California. No problem. Let me, exp let me, let me explain something to you. Folks, if you, if you are angry at Gavin Newsom in California for enacting a law that says that individuals can sue private owners of gun, average citizens for guns in California. If you're upset at that, something's wrong with you. I'm gonna explain why you shouldn't be. We'll get into the clip that's in the on The View in a little bit. We'll play that clip and you'll get where I'm coming from because that's uh, apparently that's a big topic now. Um, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what's going on at CNN. There's a lot of CNN stuff happening right now. We have to talk about what's going on with CNN. Uh, as you can read there in the Chiron, is CNN, has CNN gotten worse? It has, demonstrably worse. We'll talk about how bad it's gotten uh, with uh, Chris, uh, Chris Wallace from Fox News Sunday leaving there to Don Lemon, to Chris Cuomo, to the indictment of one of his producers for apparently hooking up with mothers and their underage daughters. Yes, if you didn't hear about this story, look it up. It's all over there. We'll talk about that. Um, there's another CNN story that I know I'm thinking off the top of my head. I must have forgotten. Oh, what Howard Stern had to say about CNN. Uh, we'll play that. And, oh, report cards. Folks, welcome to mediocrity. The day that the report card died and mediocrity began. We've got to talk about that. And we'll talk about that first. But before we do, before we get into any of that news, I've got to say something. I was having a discussion today, slight argument and a discussion with one of my good friends. And somebody I like and I love and I respect. And he was telling me about some individuals who know me. Um, I don't know them personally, but they know me. They've gotten to know me over the years and they have a problem with me. And it's not like a beef, if you will. They have an issue with me. Many people, for some reason, believe that I should hold the mantle for African-Americans in this country, that on this show and on this platform, that I should be talking about the good that black people do, that I should not be talking about the bad things that black people do. 
I'm going to say this. I'm going to make this very clear. If you got an impression that I'm here pointing out the bad things black people do, you're wrong. And I'll explain it to you. I'll explain why you're wrong. I'll also explain why why that half-witted comment or half-witted idea that I should be uplifting and telling uplifting stories about the black plight is foolish and childish. Let's start with the former. I am not Access Hollywood Entertainment Tonight. I, I'm none of those things. I am not a celebrity gossip program. I am not fluff news. I don't do fluff. I don't get here and 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 worry about or care about whether or not the loaded latest celebrity is doing this philanthropic thing, putting kids in school, or this person is donating half his check from a movie to this, you know, uh, third world country's children. I don't care about that. Let me explain to you why I don't care about that is because if you are doing anything philanthropic and you have a press agent, it's not about philanthropy. I shouldn't ever hear about what you do with your money, what you do with your foundation. I shouldn't hear anything. If you've got a PR campaign, because in essence, think about it. If you have a PR campaign about the charity work that you do, it's not charity anymore. It's publicity, right? I don't give a shit about how much money you gave to a school district. I don't give a shit about what you did for this third world country in Guatemala. Don't give a shit. Do it, make their lives better, and keep it moving. Or continue to do it without all the press involved. Don't send out any press releases. Don't bring cameras down. And then tell me some bullshit about, we're here to spread awareness. No, we are here to market your name. This is to get you curry curry good favor with the American public about all the good work you do. Look how great I am. So I don't do that on this show. Go to TMZ and all the rest of those celebrity dick-sucking sites that you go to who were so amazed about what you do with your money. I don't do that here. I shine a light on real issues and how they affect people. When I'm on this show talking about abortion in the black community, that's because real people die. When I talk about inner city violence in the black community, that is because real people die. It affects real life things. Those things are true life and death issues within those communities because someone actually loses a life. If you want solutions, go to people who make solutions, but there are people who won't even pay attention to those stories. Those stories get no shine. They get no burn anywhere in the world, and they won't. You want to know why? Because too many people are busy worrying about what LeBron James is doing in one school in Akron, Ohio. Who gives a shit? What did LeBron do yesterday 
that kept kids in the inner city from killing themselves. LeBron James has all the influence in the world. Do you think his influence is suited better giving kids a scholarship to go to college or stopping kids from killing each other in the street? What would you rather have LeBron James do with his money? If you had a choice, he does have a choice. It is his money. He goes with the low-hanging fruit, the easiest possible thing he could do that he could be outraged about. People are doing something about that. It is easy for you to throw a couple of dollars at a school, create a foundation and say, hey, I'm putting people through college. But what do those kids have to endure getting to said school, to get said scholarship, to go up? They can do what? Nothing but dodge bullets each day. And if you have real influence, right? If you can sell your sneakers in the hood to the same drug dealers who try to make money to buy said sneakers, you use your influence to stop real problems. Because guess what? If kids can go to school and they don't have to worry about drug violence, if they don't have to worry about regular violence, they go to school and they learn. Go into Akron, Ohio and tell kids that there is an alternative to the violence that's in the street. Talk to the people committing the violence in the street. You can't talk to them, but you won't talk to them, right? People always ask, well, what would you do? Is it? I'll tell you, I communicate with the people who are committing the violence. No one's reaching out to them. No one's reaching out to them to tell them to stop selling the drugs in the community, stop killing your own. You can, but you don't. So you go over here and you spend a couple of dollars. You go there and you bring the cameras and you cup pictures are going and then you bounce. It's easy. It's cowardly. It's cowardly. It's not real change. People open up schools all the time. People give money to foundations all the time. So what? Real world change involves real world work. That means you got to get your hands dirty. Not write a check, get your hands dirty. So as I said, I'm not here for that. I'm here to talk about the real issues that actually affect people, life and death issues. Anybody talking about that? I get a lot of these people who are talking about how I don't care about black people. And that's why I keep putting them down. Then what, what are you talking about? Abortion in the black community is a real thing. If I don't care about black people, I would be on this show talking about, please kill yourselves. I don't. I need the abortions to stop. How do we get them to stop? We get rid of Roe v. Wade. We tell people to be accountable, to be responsible for themselves and for their children because it's better for them. Their lives will be better. I don't have the greatest track record when it comes to marriage, but guess what? I don't have a bunch of kids out of wedlock either. We need to improve our, our relationships within the African-American community. We need to have fathers and mothers in the household. We have to. And look, I don't have the greatest track record on it, and neither did my folks. But guess what? Some of us get out of those situations, but many don't. But if we had more of a family foundation, if we had more of it, I'm not speaking out of turn. I'm just saying, sure, I'm an example. That's how I know. I could have been a better example to society had my mother and my father stayed together. 
I would not have gone through the trials and tribulations I go through. So I speak from a place of, of, of experience. Do I want those things for in our inner cities? Yes, in the African-American community? Absolutely, which is why I talk about them. So I bring attention to those things and it's I'm putting down black people? How the fuck did you get there? I don't want to see 156 young black lives extinguished in Chicago in 2021. I don't want to see 1,009 people shot down, cold-blooded in Cook County, Illinois. This means I hate black people because I'm bringing attention to it? Where the fuck do you get that from? It's not me with the problem, it's you. Your problem is, is that you don't want to talk about that. You can't talk about it. It's not because you don't have solutions. It's because you're too scared to talk about it. If more people talked about it in a realistic way, if more people were outraged by it, and not outraged at me for saying it, outraged at the actual lives being lost, things would change. Instead, you're going after the easy target. Reese on the radio said something about it. Fuck you. Why aren't you saying anything about it? Why are you sitting idly by reading the reports every day and more and more kids being killed and acting like it's nothing? I've had enough. I've totally had enough of it. You guys can put your blinders on all day and focus your attention on the guy who's bringing attention to it, but you absolutely don't know what you're talking about. When you have cancer, you attack the cancer. That's what it is. And there's a cancer plague in the streets of the inner city. A cancer. And you guys are yelling at me for diagnosing it. Would you shit on the doctor who told you you had cancer or would you attack the cancer? That's what you, everybody's doing. I'm saying, hey, you got cancer. And you're going, you know what? You're fucked up for pointing that out. Okay. Now what? So please, seriously. If you're offended by the fact that I bring up those issues that are happening within the inner city, please, dude. I mean, I, I know these people, and they, 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 most of them know me from the Kings in the Morning place, and I know that there's some people who come here time and time again, and they get real angry. But truth be told, man, just go somewhere else. Go hang out with those people on those TVs and radio shows who talk about everything like it's old gravy. Nah, done. We... We chilling, everything all right. <laughs> we chilling. Oh, did you hear about those kids that got killed at the, at the high school the other day? No, it's just, you know, sometimes it be like that. Life's hard on the boulevard. You're going about your merry way. Good. That's the way you want to do with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. I'm not. I am not obligated to perform my duties to your liking. You don't own anything about this. And I am not owned by anybody. I don't take no checks from nobody. I am not bought and paid for. 
I am not trying to garner any sort of uh, uh, recognition. I don't need your grace. I am as authentic as it gets. I am honest as it gets. This is what I talk about and what I do on a regular basis on this show. Regularly on this show. This is what I do. I'm not trying to fit a, a, a mold. I'm not trying to be somebody else. This is not the Michael Bazden show. This is not Tom Joyner. This is not Steve Hardly Funny. This is Reese on the radio. I do shit my way here. This is what I do and how I do it. Get used to it. It's that simple. And I know that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. But sometimes you just got to take it. Just take it on the chin. That's all I could possibly say about that. Anyway, on to some news. Oh, no. What did I do? <gasps> I know what I did. There we go. Report cards could be coming to an end, folks. Report cards could soon be a thing of the past, at least in California. That's because some of the state's largest school districts are dropping D and F grades. So this is all called competency learning. Supporters say it will help kids re-engage after nearly two years of virtual learning during this pandemic. But critics are blasting this plan, saying all it does is lie about students' progress. Correspondent Nancy Liu is live for us in Los Angeles. So Nancy, explain how will this new grading system work? Well, sort of, Nicole, by giving a lot of credit to other factors like the pandemic, nearly two years of turmoil in education has obviously impacted a lot of students academically. Here in California, some large districts such as LA moving to remove all report card grades below a C. The stress of returning to in-person classes after a year of distance learning is undeniable. So some educators are pushing to reform the grading system, essentially cutting students some slack so they don't drop out and give up on learning. LA, Santa Ana, and other California districts have limited the uses of Ds and phased out Fs in grading. High schoolers who fail a test or homework assignment can get a do-over or more time. Advocates argue that assessment should be based on mastery of learning what students have learned instead of how they test. And some call the grading system idiosyncratic. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One teacher takes homework assignments that are late. The other has extra credit. One curves scores on a test. And so there's a, a very clear and objective unfairness to students if they get one teacher versus another. What mastery learning does is really allow the student um, every opportunity to show that they know the material. And if they don't know the material, to get the support they need to be able to demonstrate it. So and essentially what that means is that uh, we will not make sure that the kid learns anything. We will, well, actually, let me take that back. It's not that the child will learn anything or doesn't learn anything. It means that they will continue to give that kid a chance after chance after chance after chance until they understand it. There will be no testing here. They just want to make sure that a kid is remotely proficient in said learning. Kid doesn't understand the math. We get them to the point where they can understand math. Will there be any testing? No. Remember, we're going to get rid of grades altogether. So the objective is to just usher them through, right? Because learning is hard, and some of these kids can't learn so well. So we're just going to completely eliminate the grading system because grading is a little unfair. You know, COVID, yeah, kids uh, fell behind because they didn't have in-class learning and they had to learn at home. And so to keep them from falling behind and having, in essence, an entire school system, millions of kids left back, we've got to push them through. So we're going to get rid of the grading system because you're all dummies. You're all a bunch of dummies. You can't get this. So we're going to say, and look, I... Let me tell you this. This is stone cold fact. Stone cold fact. This process is going to go through the inner city. That's that's where this is going. This is an inner city program because who suffered the most during the pandemic when they closed down schools? Who suffered the most? The inner city. Inner city children not going to school really, really suffered. And that's across the board. And they know when school, those classes get back in, or we get back to a regular teaching regimen, for lack of a better term, that those children would be affected the most. So what do you do when that happens? You do a social promotion. Everybody gets an A. Or everybody gets promoted to the next grade so that no one falls behind. Because someone will notice, and and, and this always happens. Someone will take notice, and it'll be a civil rights group, without a doubt. The civil rights group will say, it's an alarming number of African Americans that didn't graduate this year. Or an alarming number of African American kids who didn't make it into junior high school, or made it in the high, didn't make it into high school, or didn't uh, didn't uh, didn't do well in the seventh grade into the eighth grade, and they were all left behind. Well, we can't have that. 
And because they can't have that, they'll immediately usher those kids right up, making sure that they at least are barely proficient. They'll meet what's, whatever minimum they set, right? To give a very, very vague example, you know, was it earlier this year where we had people suggesting that if a kid says that two plus two is five, that teachers would give him a consideration based upon how close he got to the number four. <laughs> now look, I'm not, don't, this isn't me. I, I, this is not what I do. <laughs> I would never ever give a kid a passing grade for saying two plus two is five. This would be unacceptable. I'm going to tell a story. Let me let me say this. I'll give you a more personal story. So my nephew, who lives with me, he he did something wrong, but he didn't do something horrible. A couple of kids in his class. He went to the bathroom. He's coming out of the, the bathroom. Two of his friends walk in. They notice that there's a sticky note at the bottom of the sink holding over the uh, the drain. So the kids start playing with it, seeing if they can open up the faucet and see if the water will fill up a little bit, sort of tempting it. So my nephew, they, t they tell my nephew, I bet you you won't turn on the water. So he does. He turns on the water. He cuts it off. Doesn't flood, he just puts a little water in and it fills up. The other kid turns around and turns it, oh no, sorry, he says to my nephew, I bet you you won't turn it on and let it flood. My nephew goes, nope, I'm not doing that. So the other kid says, screw it, I'll do it, he does. Turns the faucet all the way on, the water starts to run out, all three of the boys run out, right? They all run out, nobody knows about it. The bathroom floods, of course. There's cameras in the school. They check the cameras. They see my nephew is running out of the bathroom. He's immediately associated with the boys, right? They're running out. They're culpable. I get called down to the school. He's got to be picked up before the school ends, right? They got to send him home. So while we're sitting there, I'm talking to the principal, a black woman, young. She's had to be younger than me. And she says, look, we're going to send him home. And we're going to have him stay home tomorrow. Thursday it was. We're going to have him stay home Thursday. He could come back on Friday. But I'll tell you, sir, I'm not going to give him a suspension. I'm not going to suspend him because it'll go on his permanent record. He's in the fifth grade. I'm not going to give him a suspension because it'll go on his permanent record. And I don't believe in suspending black boys. So when she says that, I wait and I look at my nephew and I look him right in his eyes. And at this point, he sees the wrath of what's coming. And I look at him and I say, you are getting that suspension, my friend. You are getting that suspension because you deserve that suspension. 
And there's no way in the world you are not going to get suspension based on the color of your skin. I don't believe in anything in life that is handed to you or taken away from you based upon the color of your skin. So you will get that suspension. And if she doesn't give it to you, I will make sure that you make it up to this school. Well, she couldn't believe I said, she goes, but you know, I understand. I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. His skin color is not a handicap. He can handle the consequences of what he does. And if we start teaching him that for some reason, the color of his skin means that he's no longer, he can't be held accountable, that shit ain't happening here. You do something wrong, you pay the consequences. You do something right, you reap the rewards. You don't get better or worse based upon the color of your skin. We will not teach him that and I'm not having it. He got suspended. He had to be. Now he didn't do, quote unquote, the crime, but he made himself culpable. And I explained to him, real simple, what could you have done in that scenario? He goes, I don't know. I said, turn the water off. When they dared you to do it, you said no. When the kid turns on the water and he runs, you ran with him. Why wouldn't you just stay there and turn the water off? Do the right thing, no matter what it costs you. If it costs you your friendship from the two boys, what was more important? What would you have done if I was in the room? What would you have done if I was there at that school and I was looking down on you? What would you have done? He would have turned the water off. Then do what you would have done if I were there. Do what you would have done if your grandmother was there. Do the right thing, even if it means you have to do it alone. Even if it means you have to face the scorn of your peers. Do the right thing. That's it. That's all that's required of you. And that's what I say to these kids over and over again. Do the right thing. Who gives a damn whether or not they're doing everything else in the street? Who gives a damn if pimps are driving in nice cars? Who gives a damn if the drug dealers got nice sneakers? Who cares? Do the right thing. Have some freaking integrity. Teach integrity. That's what needs to be done. So these kids are now going to miss out on an opportunity to fail. That's what's gonna happen there. They're gonna lose an opportunity, miss an opportunity to fail. They'll miss an opportunity to not only fail, but to recover from said failure. There is no learning here. That's the problem with this story. There is no learning here. The sad part is that they don't want them to learn. They want them to be taught. It's unfortunate, but it's the truth. <sighs> Here's a story about um, the, the girls over at The View. The folks over at The View have a problem with um, the Texas abortion law. 
And the problem with the Texas abortion law, let me let me tell you this. When you have a bunch of people, as I said earlier, um, Texas is accused of being racist and bigoted for having an abortion law that prevents women from killing a child. Nothing could be a dumber argument than saying racists and bigots want to prevent the wanton death of black babies in the state of Texas. And just again, just wrap your head around that. You have a black mother who is going to procreate, therefore creating more black people. Texas law wants to stop her from aborting said child, therefore growing the population of black people in the state of Texas. Stopping her from killing her child is an act of racism and bigotry. And nobody can explain to me how it is. Because we are trying to, quote unquote, control the woman's body. Now, don't get me wrong. Here's a racist. If you want to know something, I'll, I'll give you a racist thing to do controlling a woman's body. In Mississippi, in 2004, Mississippi wanted to pass a law that said that in order for a woman to collect a welfare check, she had to be sterilized. Therefore, she could not procreate any further in order for her to get her welfare check. Now, it never passed legislation, but think about that. Does that sound like a racist law to you? That is a racist law. To tell a black woman, you want to check from the government, stop breeding. But here's the problem. I want people to be responsible at the point of conception, especially within the African-American community. We don't want more kids out of wedlock. Why don't we want more kids out of wedlock? Why do we want less kids out of wedlock? Because they fall through the cracks, they end up in situations where they are detrimental not only to themselves, but to the societies in which they live. Right? They end up in the drug game. They end up in poverty. They end up poorly educated. They use means that normally don't pan out too well for they end up incarcerated we know the high level of incarceration rates of single parent children the high levels of incarceration rates we know that so when somebody passes a law that says we don't want you having an abortion beyond 15 weeks then people will think responsibly about the act of having sex unprotected or having sex at all because of the consequences. 
The Brookings Institute, a left-leaning institute, says one of the key ways to end poverty in our society is for culturally African-Americans, especially African-Americans, to become more mainstream in thinking. What does that mean? That means getting an education, waiting until you're married to have sex or have protected sex, marry, and then have children. Become more mainstream. Have a two income and two family uh, or two two family or two spouse income or two spouse environment, a mother and father in the house, that most kids thrive, according to the Brookings Institute, a left-leaning group says that that's how you combat poverty in the inner city. But what do they do in the inner city? Do they frown upon those things or do they accept them? Do they they, um, embrace them? No, they don't embrace them. These things are considered white. These things are considered whitewashed. These things are considered uh, silly, outdated, uncool. Everybody should be embracing these, these attitudes, but they don't. Removing God from the schools, remember that? And people made this ridiculous argument about the separation of church and state. What's separation of church and state? There's nothing in the Constitution that separates church from state. Nothing. Zero. That's why you hear all these knuckleheads, people who know no better. They go, they say separation of church and state, but yet on the building it says, in God we trust. Because our laws are based upon Judeo-Christian values, there is no separation of church and state. We just don't create any laws based on religion. There are no laws based on any particular religion. The reason why that is, is that in a melting pot like the United States, that means Muslims can come in here and then make a law based upon Sharia. Orthodox can come here and make laws based on Orthodox. Lutherans, Presbyterians, and the like. That's the reason why we Congress shall make no laws based upon religion. But there is no such thing as a separation of church and state. There is none. Nowhere. Ever. Has this been sitting here the whole time? I have my coffee sitting here, so excuse me. (laughs) (sighs) Yes, that's right. We have freedom of religion. Not freedom from religion. Exactly. Thank you very much. That's a great point. So anyway, to get to my, because I needed to get to this part from The View. So listen to these boneheads over at The View making this argument about the California gun law and why people who are pro-life should embrace the gun law in California. Listen, I am pro-life. I believe that when you look at an ultrasound... By the way, just so I can say this, this woman is supposed to be a conservative. Don't believe the hype. This woman is from CNN. This, it, she's about as conservative as finding one in New York. 
she's a CNN contributor. She's not a conservative. She may be pro-life, but even then, I think that's bogus. Listen to this nonsense. And you see a heartbeat, that is a life. But this Texas law does not foster a culture of life. It fosters a culture of divisiveness, uh, vigilantism, and the fact that Gavin Newsom says... And what's the vigilantism that she's talking about here? Is that a doctor can be sued for performing an abortion beyond the 15 weeks. That's vigilantism. Is that, that woman sound like a conservative to you? Vigilantism is to file a lawsuit against somebody who breaks the law. Vigilantism? Oh, what a great idea. Let's do that to enforce my pet issues. That is a disaster. You do not answer bad laws with more bad laws. And I am very fearful that going into 2022, when the court does rule, uh, I think they will gut Roe in some way. And then we will not have a nationwide debate about abortion. We will have a 50 state debate about abortion. And now we we might apply those tactics to other divisive issues Mm -hmm. like gun rights. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a recipe for disaster. It seems to me that if you're pro-life, then you would be pro-life across the board in terms of protecting the sanctity of life, right? So pro-lifers should be supportive of Gavin Newsom's law. Now, do you understand how stupid... Listen, don't let... Somebody's going to say, well, she's a lawyer. So what? If you think that this woman has her thinking cap on when she's talking about these issues, you're you're more far gone than I could have you. Sunny doesn't, she doesn't know a lick about what she's talking about. This moron says that pro-lifers should be across the board for pro-life and therefore they should, they should, um, they should support Gavin, Gavin Newsom's gun law. They only associate guns with death because that's what they believe that guns do. Guns kill, right? Guns are to kill. Guns can kill or can be used to kill, but that's not what guns do, right? Someone has to pull the trigger on a gun. And they're talking about the sanctity of life. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that. If they are, if pro-lifers are concerned with the sanctity of life, their own and if a bad person breaks into their home and wants to kill them because they don't care about the sanctity of life i'm going to protect my own life right i do care about the sanctity of life and i believe a gun best protects me against best protects me against an unlawful intruder it's that simple but i want to say this before i play the rest of this clip This is bar none a fact. If you are a gun control advocate, nine times, I'll even go 10 times out of 10, this is what you believe. The only people who have guns are police officers or should have guns are police officers and criminals. That is the way you see the gun debate. Bad people have guns. People with bad intent, with ill intent, have guns, and the police or military. Just 
Those people. Military, police, those people have guns. The people on the opposite side who have those guns are bad people with ill intent. There are, to them, there are no such thing as law-abiding, good, decent citizens with guns. If you have one, you have ill intent, you are inherently evil, or there's something evil about you, or you have a thirst for death. That's the way people like Sonny Houston, Houston, see you. That is the way that they see you. And I believe that 10 times out of 10. Okay, let me finish. So pro-life would mean that you are um, uh, in support of, um, or against rather, um, the death penalty. You would be against the manufacture of weapons of mass destruction. You would be against the manufacture of instrumentalities of death like guns. And so I think that, you know, what Gavin Newsom is doing is perfectly appropriate in line with what the Supreme Court is, has, has held, that private citizens may be able to sue um, anyone and anywhere, anytime, from any state. Look, so what's justice good for the goose for, is good for the game. Yeah, I just, I, it's not the time, so it was never going to be good, but I really applaud Governor Newsom because it may not hold water. I mean, this is the Second Amendment. It's not going to be a, something that gets pushed through, but I commend him for saying that was not a good model, so we're going to show you how this, can, this pendulum swings two ways. And it so, sort of shows you that the Supreme Court is political and full of Absolutely. it. So, I mean, that, that exposes them to the country. I think it's an important piece of legislation, even if it is not going to work. Yeah, I mean, I just wish we wouldn't pick well, people to go. I mean, what's in the court of public use opinion. this law to say, I want the schools to uh, teach my kind of curriculum. Well, that's and what's we happening, can go babe. Yeah, but now that's you want to take them to the courts and give them a $10,000 bounty incentive to do it? Well, this I, tactic is destructive. And well, they shouldn't have introduced it. They do, shouldn't have introduced it in the first yeah. place. But now they've opened up. They've opened up the door to it. The door to it. Yeah, and it's just, you watch and see how many folks come running through. Because the bottom line is, really, has always been, I too am pro-life. No one that I know who has had an abortion yeah. went willingly or happily. They went because they had to go, because they didn't have a choice. But the proponents of this law are saying that the goal is to safeguard life. The goal of Gavin Newsom's new proposed legislation is to safeguard life. Mm. Yeah, but how does Gavin Newsom safeguard the life of someone who is being intruded upon in their own home? How is that how, safeguard? Somebody, let's say somebody, there are no guns. Guns don't exist. Somebody's breaking into your house with a knife. What am I supposed to do? Grab a knife and have an old, an old styly West Side Story knife fight? You know, Tony versus uh, what was his name? Not Bruno. What was what was what was what was the leader of the Jets' name? Bernardo. <laughs> Should it be Tony versus Bernardo? For the love of God. This is, again, why I can't deal with these morons. I just can't. Anyway, let's talk about CNN. CNN, um, folks, whatever, um, whatever's going on over at CNN, it can't be good. Uh, but Chris Wallace of Fox News Sunday just, just ran over there to to some outfit called CNN Plus, the CNN streaming service. And Howard Stern talked about it on his show, apparently, I guess this morning. Here's what he had to say. It, it literally, I, I agree. <laughs> Whatever he said, 
about uh, Chris Wallace is whatever he said. I, I don't share his same sentiment. But what he said about the CNN Plus streaming service I thought was interesting. I was looking at the news and uh, I saw that the guy from Fox News, Chris Wallace, the son of the legendary Mike Wallace, one of the greatest reporters ever from 60 Minutes. Mike Wallace had a son and his son is Chris Wallace, which is the worst thing he could be because if Mike Wallace is like one of the greatest reporters that ever lived, investigative journalist and developed 60 Minutes, was one of the founding fathers of it. Why the fuck would you pick journalism as your profession? You're not going to do better than your father. You're always, it's always going to be, hey, there's Mike Wallace's kid. You know, and um, I can't think of a worse fate. But you know what? I always liked Chris Wallace on Fox News. I always thought he was a level-headed he guy. He wasn't an embarrassment, for, certainly. <laughs> no, the guy actually pulled it off where you kind of go, okay, he's good in his own right, Chris Wallace. But I saw after all the years on Fox News, and you used to watch him on Fox News and go, how does he put up with his shit? You I know, because he tried so hard to be a real journalist and be objective yeah. and not have any kind of um, spin or, you know, direction. Yeah. Now, I got to say, look, I, I used to be a huge Howard Stern fan back in the 1990s. I find it almost disgusting how leftist they become over there, um, especially Howard. I, and, and, and I almost feel like He's done it to curry favor because he was so maligned back in the 80s um, and the 70s, I mean, 80s and the 90s. He was so maligned for, you know, all of his over-the-top antics, you know, being accused of being racist, um, misogynist and disgusting and all that stuff in the, you know, the fines and things. And what scares me is now he's so beyond the pale. He's a skeleton of what he used to be just as a radio broadcaster. He's now, he's he's sycophantically disgusting. You know, now he's a COVID uh, a scientist now. You know, he's a, a vaccine aficionado. And, and he's talking about Chris. I really like Chris Wallace over there at Fox News. I'm like, Howard, stop. That he was leading people in. Well, I saw he quit or he's leaving Fox News. And I saw on the news he's going to CNN Plus. Yeah, I said, what? a new streaming service. I had to look all this up. I was like, what is CNN Well, Plus? me too. And I got to tell you, I said, who the fuck is... People don't want CNN. Who the hell's going to pay for CNN Plus? <laughs> I mean, are they out of their minds? CNN Plus? <laughs> I mean, what you is be that? You better taking your clothes off. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you better, you better sign up Ronnie's friend. And that was the part that got me. I was just like, and I'd never heard of CNN Plus. And I got this alert on Drudge, on Drudge Report, and it says Chris Wallace leaves Fox News, going to CNN Plus. And I thought it was a typo. I'm like, what? Well, apparently that's the logo of CNN Plus. Now I don't know about you, but do you remember that TV show Mash? Or have you seen an ambulance? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> that right there. It's like, what? what is CNN Plus? This looks like CNN Emergency. <laughs> like this is what's supposed to be coming to the rescue. Who the hell? Yeah, it exactly. It looks like a medical logo. And Chris Wallace is leaving... Fox News 
Now we're talking Fox News. They pull in crap loads more, five times the ratings of CNN. Fox Nation, their streaming service does leaps and bounds better than any other of these news streaming services. Better than Discovery, I think it's better than Discovery. But Fox Nation does well. But it, those things are difficult to maintain. But CNN goes to plus, and Howard Stern's right. It's like nobody's even watching CNN. Who's going to go to CNN Plus? And why? For what? And here it is, Chris Wallace, who comes from a name like, you know, he comes a lineage like Mike Wallace. What would make you go there? Yeah, Chris Wallace is going to save CNN. <laughs> I doubt it. No, he's not. He, that, I mean, that, CNN Plus is where careers go to die. There's no way. If you th listen, you want to know how bad CNN is? Listen to what Joe Rogan said. Another streamer it's got more listeners than anybody on the goddamn planet. I think CNN is realizing that their ratings are dog shit. Yeah. And that having these highly polarizing editorial personalities like Stelter and Don Lemon and, you know, Michael Malice is fucking hilarious. You know what he did? He put up, he goes, now that Chris Cuomo's gone, who's the alpha male over at CNN? And he put up a poll and everybody <laughs> said Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clown show over there. It is a joke over there. If that network had any credibility, they've pushed it out. The most credible person on CNN is Wolf Blitzer. That's it. Everyone else is a partisan hack. Everyone. Even the two straight news guys, Jake Tapper and John, and John King. These guys are supposed to be the straight news guys, and both of those guys are clowns. Anderson Cooper, you know who he is. Don Lemon, you know who he is. And to talk about Don Lemon, let's talk about Don Lemon real quick. If you want to know how bad Don Lemon is, here's the best way to put it. Don Lemon believes That conservatives are responsible for the uptick in car accidents. 38,680 deaths on U.S. roads last year. The most fatality since 2007. And that's even with pandemic precautions drastically reducing the number of drivers on the road. So what gives? Well, some experts are saying that this is due to an overall lack of civility in our society. A lack of civility that we have seen in school board meetings. School board meetings. That's right, folks. Arguments at school board meetings are causing more fatalities on the road. That's the freaking connection they just made over at CNN. They really are putting out CNN Plus? This is the content they're going to put over there? Okay, right, right here. Look, right here. So as you can see, fists are now flying. All of this on live television. Fists are flying. Over mask mandates. We know who you are. Keep it calm. No more masks. Keep it calm. And we know you will never are. be allowed in we public again. And on airplanes. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
But with more than 229 million licensed drivers, the risks to you and your family are higher than ever. So and the examples he gave are people who are fighting mass mandates, school board. <laughs> like this. How could this dude? Like, seriously. And they wonder why no one's watching. And this moron doubles down on it. They pay him millions of dollars. This is the moron. This is the fucking moron who asked a scientist on his show if a black hole swallowed up the Malaysian flight that went missing. This guy. This is the guy who, has, who wants to have a dialogue with you every night about the topics of the day. This is who they pay millions of dollars to to make a connection like this is ridiculous and so you have to ask yourself are they do they really want to destroy this network every bit of the credibility is that what they're trying to do are they trying to burn it to the ground where could don lemon work honest to god where could don lemon work if cnn were to close down shop today where could he go? Nowhere. Maybe Good Morning America. Maybe the Today Show. Maybe. Maybe the fourth hour of the Today Show. You know, one of those stupid... Maybe he could get a job over at Extra or Access Hollywood. Maybe. But CNN is going to the toilet. The game. What is the gay network? Is there a network called the gay network? I know nothing about that. <laughs> I have no, never heard of that network. I was looking. I've, that's, um, that may be um, something I, <laughs> I'm not going to say that I know anything um, about all networks that pertaining to gays, but. Um, I don't like. Oh, I'm sorry. That was wrong. There was uh, something I was looking for, but I did not have it. My apologies. Oh, you know what? Before we get out of here, I wanted to play this, folks. Forgive me. If you would indulge me for a quick second, I should have done this in the beginning, but I didn't. Uh, I had another Christmas song that came up, and I wanted to play it for you. Because it's a great, a great song. And I didn't know who sang it, but I loved it when I was a little kid. Front door, that's the easy thing to do. 
hippopotamuses. That is Gayla Peavy, right here on the Race on the Radio Rundown. <laughs> oh man, as I always say, radio is free, so we thank you for paying attention. Remember to keep JC in your hearts and in your mind. Sean Patrick, we love you and we miss you. Also remember that panic is not planning, so plan your work and work your plan. I'm Reese on the Radio. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow, and we hope to see you back here tomorrow too. I think that's it. Be good to each other. And remember, Reset Radio loves you. And I truly do. Holla.